let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. KFI AM640, you're listening to the John Cobell Podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Coming up after 2.30, the U.S. Supreme Court is going to finally hear a case about uh, cities, right, uh, a city's right to get people off the streets who are camping. I think that's the euphemism. All the mental patients and drug addicts who sleep in tents and sleeping bags laid out on sidewalks, in parks, all over public areas. There's been a confusing set of appeals courts decisions, uh, mostly misread by uh, people in power. And uh, finally, the whole mess is going to the uh, U.S. Supreme Court. We're going to talk to Kent Scheidecker. He's the uh, legal director for the Criminal Justice Legal Foundation to explain this case. Um, there, there, there's a lot of states and cities, and certainly Los Angeles and San Francisco have an extreme interest in this because uh, there are courts that have, uh, and a lot of it's the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, who have uh, issued uh, a confusing set of decisions, uh, which I think, which I think a, a lot of these cities and states intentionally misread because it gives them cover to continue their uh, pro-vagrant policies to keep their cities filthy. Uh, we'll get to that coming up after uh, after two thirty. Okay, now on to Nathan Hockman. Nathan Hockman is one of the leading candidates for LA County District Attorney, and uh, he was uh, holding a press conference today. 
outside of George Gascon's office demanding that Gascon get rid of Tiffany Blacknell as his chief of staff. Nathan's going to come on and explain why. Nathan, how are you? Uh, very well, John. Thanks for inviting me on. Uh, did you just have this press conference or is it upcoming? Uh, we just had it. It was right in front of the Hall of Justice, George Gascon's office. And I demanded, not just as a candidate for district attorney, but as a citizen of L.A. County, that he terminate Tiffany Blacknell, his uh, chief of staff who took her first day of office today, because she is the most pro-criminal, anti-police chief of staff the L.A. district attorney's office has ever had. Uh, she has written a number of incendiary things online. Uh, she she was uh, proudly reminding the world that she was even a part of the uh, Rodney King riots uh, back in uh, the early 90s. And uh, very true. And she, that, uh, she actually has written that she is she's described the police as barbarians an occupying army. She's actually posted a picture of herself wearing a T-shirt saying that the police are trained to kill us. You know, again, when you want to send a message to your own prosecutors, to law enforcement, and to the public that you're going to be someone to prosecute crime, this is the opposite of that message. And, by the way, consistent with Gascon's message that he's more interested in criminals' rights than victims' rights. It's interesting, after three years of getting so much criticism for his policies, and he's weeks away from this uh, election, this primary election, where he's not doing well in the polls. I mean, that he would stick a finger in everybody's eye and say, you know what, I'm going to go with Tiffany, Tiffany Blacknell here as my chief of staff. I mean, I mean, that's outrageous nerve. I mean, stick a finger is one way to describe it. I view it as a slap in the face. I mean, imagine if you're law enforcement and you're the police chief or you're the sheriff and you're trying to attract more officers to work in Los Angeles. And not only is the DA the most pro-criminal DA, but he's just doubled down on that message by putting someone who's never been a DA. I mean, Tiffany Blacknell was a deputy public defender her whole life. She's had these incendiary statements about basically hating the police, believing the police are our enemy, they're our barbarians, they are, they are an occupying army. And this is the one, the person that he has now elevated as his chief of staff to be his representative to his own people, to the public, and to law enforcement. I'd say it was shocking, if not it was consistent with what George Gascon has done for the last three years. Does he have a political death wish here? I mean, this really is the stupidest thing to do, you know, six, seven weeks before a primary election when he's got 10 people running against him, you know, with you, with you at the top of the list. Again, uh, I, if ever you could, you know, if George Gascon's one thing, uh, he is consistently stupid. He's consistently pro-criminal and actually transparent about it. You know, the voters weren't paying as much attention in 2020 when he was saying these things because he didn't have a track record. Now he's got a three-plus year track record of being the most pro-criminal district attorney in the, in the history of that office, boasting that he has saved violent and serious offenders over 10,000 years of prison time, which the evidence in the law called for, but which he will not authorize his prosecutors to bring. He's wait, 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 well, hold on, time out. I haven't heard this one before. He's actually oh, yeah. bragging that he saved 10,000 years worth of prison time? Correct. Over 10,000 years of prison time has not... 
uh, gone to uh, violent and serious offenders because he won't bring the charges that the evidence justified that would have resulted in that additional prison time. And he actually boasts that that is a, a, a badge of honor for him. And, and uh, what's iron, ironical is that, or ironic, is that it would be a badge of honor for a defense attorney. It's a badge of shame for a district attorney that's supposed to represent the public and victims. And George Gascon simply does not get it. How does having Tiffany Blacknell as his chief of staff, how do you think, can you explain how that would affect uh, prosecutions, cases, uh, the behavior of the deputy DAs? Well, again, she has a very loud say in the policies that will govern all over 900 deputy district attorneys out there and the hundred or so thousand cases they're going to prosecute. So, for instance, when, when they say that they will not bring a gun enhancement if someone uses a gun or a gang enhancement if, you, if you're part of a gang, that that message will be doubled down upon while Tiffany Blacknell is sort of you know, cracking the whip on those 900-plus prosecutors. And again, it's, it's shocking that someone who's never been a prosecutor is now the chief of staff of over 900 of them. That shows Gascon's reliance on people who have no experience because he himself has never personally prosecuted a criminal case in his entire life. As you've been campaigning, meeting a lot of people, appearing at various forums and question and answer, uh, events. Uh, do you? What kind of sense do you get on how the public uh, is viewing this race? I mean, obviously nobody was paying attention four years ago, and there were a lot of distractions that year, and this one snuck by everyone. What What, what do you think the general um, understanding of this race is by the public? I think that the general understanding is that the public finally gets it, that the DA's position is very important and crucial for their own safety, the safety of themselves, their family, their neighborhoods and communities. And I've seen this across the political spectrum. It's not just Republicans. It's Democrats and independents that have come to my campaign at campaign events that have been generously supporting my campaign. In fact, we've hit campaign fundraising records based on the enthusiasm that we've gotten from across the entire political spectrum. So I am seeing a groundswell of anger and support that is going to ride George Gascon out of office, starting first in the March 2024 primaries, and then if he makes it through the primary, certainly in the November election when I beat him. Our polling shows if that election was today, I would beat him by 15 to 20 points. All right. Well, I wish you a lot of luck, and we'll certainly talk again before uh, before Election Day in March for the primary. Uh, give out your information if people want to access your re website to read more about you, to donate the campaign. What What is that website? Sure. The website is Nathan Hockman, N-A-T-H-A-N-H-O-C-H-M-A-N.com. And, John, thank you very much for having me on. Anytime. Thank you for coming on, Nathan. Appreciate it. Talk with you again soon. That's Nathan Hockman. And if you don't know his background, he is uh, a former federal prosecutor, an assistant U.S. attorney general, also president of the Los Angeles City Ethics Commission. And he has been polling well uh, in this race to replace Gascon. Others have as well, and will certainly uh, be highlighting other candidates. Uh, but, uh, you know, he, uh, he, he, he made the case today against Tiffany Blacknell, who is, uh, Gascon is, is a disaster. Tiffany Blacknell is a disaster. 
And it, it's it's really a shame that we all have to live through this. But that's why you got to pay attention. You you got to vote. You got it. You got to get up on uh, election day and in, uh, in uh, first week, first Tuesday in March, and and you got to vote against Gascon. You know we could change this. I, there's fourteen thousand cases that he has not prosecuted intentionally. Fourteen thousand sitting in the system, and this I hadn't heard before. What Nathan Hockman said: There's he's bragging that he has saved ten thousand hours of prison time. For felony prisoners by withholding charges against them that would have increased their prison set. 10,000 extra hours that these guys will have to commit their next felony. And he's bragging about it. So we're beyond debating this. There's no more conversations to have. It's impossible to converse with these people. They simply have to be removed. Gascon has to be removed and forced to take Tiffany Blacknell with him. She is a piece of work. She's about as, I've, I've never seen such a public cop hater in my life. And she's gleeful about it. She revels in it. Go look at her social media. Holy mackerel. You know, another cluster B situation. More coming up. You're listening to John Kobelt on demand from KFI AM 640. Coming up at uh, 2.30. Uh, we are going to talk with Kent Scheidegger. Uh, he's the legal director of the Criminal Justice Legal Foundation. He has filed a brief as a friend of the court uh, to try to fight a court decision. It's actually, there's been several court decisions uh, that has made it, so they say, very difficult for cities and states to remove vagrants off the streets. People living in public areas like sidewalks, roads, parks. The U.S. Supreme Court has agreed to hear an appeal. Uh, Los Angeles and San Francisco and San Diego also wants this uh, ruling overturned. It was uh, in 2019, Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, known as Martin versus the city of Boise. There's also another case, uh, which was the city of Grants Pass versus Johnson. So uh, hopefully everyone uh, rational in this world is hoping the Supreme Court will uh, overturn these appeals court decisions. Kent Scheidegger, the legal director, is going to explain the details. This is important. This could have a real impact on all the uh, mental patients and drug addicts running around in the streets, making life unpleasant for us. Uh, that's just after the 2.30 news. Uh, we talked about this uh, briefly the other day, and now there's uh, a video. And I've just seen screenshots of it. Uh, this is not something that they're. Maybe it's out there. I, I don't. I don't know yet. It's. It's about the guy who was found dead. Dead inside the engine of that Delta plane, in Utah. Remember that story? This. Uh, they. They have a lot of detail now, on how he ended up inside the engine. His name was Kyler Effinger, thirty years old of Park City. This happened on New Year's Day. He climbed into the turbine of the aircraft. It was sitting on the Salt Lake City Airport awaiting takeoff. There was 100 people on board. So they've, first to start off the story, they, they pieced together video from various airport cameras, and they showed him being dropped off at the airport. By the way, keep track here of how many times security should have nabbed him and they didn't. Remember this Next time they, they grab a bottle of water out of your backpack. 
where they do a random check of my suitcase. Right. Me. Right. I pose no threat. And, you know, they're basically giving you that extra frisk. Exactly. Um, <laughs> one, of, one, of my, one of my sons, he's a ball player, so he's well built. And uh, there's some questionable TSA agents who over frisk him when he's tries to get through security. Um, this footage, this is from Fox 13, shows him being dropped off at the airport, going through security, all right? Then he walks through the terminal, and he starts running away from the gate, and he's tossing all his belongings into the air. Then he, um, he runs to a locked door at the gate and tries to open it. Couldn't had a quick interaction with an airport employee. Then he ran off to another door and took his shoe and struck the window. Didn't get anywhere. Took off a third time and kicked an emergency exit door open. Ran down the stairwell and headed out onto the, uh, onto the tarmac. He then runs for the plane, which was turned on. It was de-icing. And he climbed into, um, he climbed inside. The engine was mounted on the wing. And he had crawled into what they call the intake cowling that directs air to the engine fan section. Now, it doesn't seem like he got chopped up. The, the early reports, it was unclear. And it was because it's, it said that um, they administered naloxone at the scene so i guess he was under uh it was some kind of opioid fit he was having but he was pronounced dead there because they had said he was partially in that intake cowling which made me think well maybe he was ground up so only part of him was there and the other part was in the engine i don't need that visual yeah i know sorry <laughs> i always get out of control the thing is, they, they called his dad, and you feel bad, but his dad said, well, he got held up in security. He was going to see his grandfather, who was supposedly sick. Uh, so Kyler got held up in security, missed his flight, and those phone calls, I just knew it was coming on. They call it the manic phrase, the manic phase. Those just don't end well for him. Obviously, this one was the worst one ever. A little bit of understatement from dad there. So he, he knew his son was nuts and his son was having some sort of manic issue. And uh, he ends up inside a plane engine. But something must have happened to him that he died. It's, I mean, maybe he did get hit by the turbine, right? Maybe he wasn't chopped up, but maybe he right. got hit. Yeah. Right. Must, exactly. Because he didn't, he didn't die of a drug overdose. No. No. I mean, they gave him naloxone. So I thought maybe... It was an overdose, but maybe he just got whacked in the head by one of the turbines. And it didn't chop him up, but not, you know, knocked him unconscious and dead. So that, uh, what's disturbing, though, is at how many points should somebody have nabbed him? Well, Do, that, that makes no sense. Exactly. Don't they have, I always thought they had cops and undercover security in, in offices, just inside panels, right? As you're running down the runway, that there are like secret doors or secret panels where these guys can jump out and take care of uh, any kind of a terrorist or intruder. Maybe they were on their lunch break at the time. All of them. 
And and what's the point of having all these sealed doors if the emergency exit you could throw? I understand why you'd have an emergency exit wide open. But again, shouldn't there be somebody guarding it there? Uh, especially when the guy is is running from security and throwing his clothes all around. All right, when we come back, we're going to talk with Ken Scheidegger from, uh, he's the legal director for the Criminal Justice Legal Foundation. And it's about these appeals court rulings, which have created and aggravated uh, homeless situations all over the western uh, half of the country, including Los Angeles and San Francisco. Everybody is sued to try to give, see, I, this is, I, we're going to try to make this simple because I think the city officials misread these lawsuits to give them cover so they could keep uh, the homeless uh, enjoying their lives on our public property. But we'll talk with Kent about it because the Supreme Court is now going to take a final look and make a decision once and for all. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. You're listening to John Kobelt On Demand. From KFI AM 640. We're on from 1 till 4 after 4. John Cobelt show on demand, the podcast. And at uh, 3 o'clock, we're going to be talking with Katie Grimes from uh, CaliforniaGlobe.com. Because in San Francisco, don't make that Sacramento, they have opened up tiny apartments for the homeless. And it's costing... $478,000 per unit, $478,000 for a tiny apartment, um, which is uh, 280 square feet. That's it. 280 square feet. Hmm. 
Uh, we'll give you all the details with Katie Grimes coming up. And uh, also, vagrant news, the U.S. Supreme Court announced this week it's going to hear an appeal challenging a ruling by the Ninth Circuit in 2019, which cities and states say really get in the way of clearing out homeless people off public lands like sidewalks and parks. There's actually two cases, one of them called Martin versus the city of Boise, the other city of Grants Pass versus Johnson, uh, both of them the Ninth Circuit, and they have uh, created, so say the cities and states, a lot of difficulty in removing the homeless. Uh, Kent Scheidegger is with uh, the Criminal Justice Legal Foundation. He's the legal director, and uh, they filed a friend of the court brief in support of those who are trying to get this decision overturned. And again, the Supreme Court has agreed to hear the case, and we're going to talk to Kent right now. How are you, Kent? Very good. Thank you. Uh, can you explain as, as, uh, as easily as possible for people who may not be totally familiar, what did the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeal decide in 2019 that has, I think, helped aggravate the homeless situation in the streets? Well, there's an old case by the U.S. Supreme Court that says uh, it violates the Eighth Amendment to the Constitution to punish a person based on their status rather than what they did. And in, in that old case, the status was being a drug addict. So the Ninth Circuit took that case, and they said that if you don't let a person sleep on the street and they don't have a shelter to go to, there's no space available in shelters, then you're effectively punishing them for the status of being homeless, and that violates that old case, uh, which is pretty absurd because, you know, criminal law generally involves uh, some act, and sleeping in a public place or camping out in a public place is an act, and so that old case doesn't really apply. Right. They're, they were being um, arrested for the act of sleeping in a public place. They weren't being arrested due to their homelessness. That's correct. And did the cities misinterpret this in any way? Well, there's a lot of variation, but, it, you know, it was a pretty, the, the first ruling was a pretty severe ruling. So the case they have now, the city of Grants Pass in Oregon, the first ruling was from Boise. And, and now we've got the one from Grants Pass in Oregon. And they tried to get around it by saying, okay, we won't make it a crime. Uh, we'll just make it a, a citation. Um uh, and then if you repeatedly get citations, then that becomes a crime. Uh, so they, they tried to modify it some and, and get around the ruling, but the Ninth Circuit basically shot him down and said, no, even, even that, it still ends up being a, a crime did uh, the, on the repeated. Did the court put any uh, restrictions on sleeping in public? Uh, didn't they have a provision where it would, they were allowed to sleep from 9 p.m. to 6 a.m., something like that? Uh, well, um, that's what I remember, because I had yeah. this argument with a city councilman, and I asked, well, why yeah. don't you just rouse them every morning at 6 a.m., and if you keep rousing them day after day, eventually uh, they'll get tired of it, and they go, they'll go somewhere where the law isn't being enforced. So I, I thought yeah, there I don't was... Th I didn't get to the Grants Pass case, uh, but, uh, I mean, basically their rule is you can't stop people uh, unless you have enough open shelter spaces, and they can't be shelters with restrictions, you know, like uh, 
no dogs or no drinking or really? religion. They have to be just open. Um, so if <laughs> if anybody you know doesn't have any shelter that they can go to or uh, that they feel is overly restrictive, then, uh, then you can't enforce your ordinance. So the only way for the city to respond to these people sleeping in the street was an anything-goes shelter where they could bring all their booze and their drugs and their crazy behavior and their dogs inside, indoors. Well, pretty much, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, you might might quibble about how much restriction is too much, but, but basically uh, uh, they can't. Let me ask you something from another direction, because yeah. is, is part of the role of a judge not only to interpret the, the literal interpretation of, you know, the text or try to figure out what the intent was of those who wrote the law, but also to consider the dramatic practical effect it has on a society? Like you, when you're judging, you're taking in a lot of factors, right? We're, we're relying mm-hmm. on your judgment here. What's best for the society? Because whatever yeah. their interpretations are, it has created massive havoc in the streets here. Shouldn't a judge look at the end result and say, well, look, there's got to be a better way? Well, that's part of the debate over what's the proper way to uh, interpret the Constitution. But either way, it would come out, you know, first, it isn't even remotely close to a interpretation of the Constitution as originally understood. And secondly, it does have these adverse consequences. You know, there's even an amicus brief from people whose mission is to try to help the homeless, and helping people with addiction problems is complicated and, and not easy. And even the the people trying to help them say, look, we need some incentive to get them into treatment because your typical addict or drunk uh, won't go to treatment just for being asked. So it, it really not only hurts the city with all these people sleeping on the street, in the long run, it even hurts the people who are there because of an addiction problem. Right. So you're taking issue with the whole premise that this doesn't, this is not a case that the Eighth Amendment should be pl- applied to because you're, you're it's not. definitely not an Eighth Amendment case. I mean, uh, the, the old case was a, a stretch to use the Eighth Amendment rather than some other provision of the Constitution, but it shouldn't be extended to this. It shouldn't be extended at all. What about people who are not in their right mind? There's a lot of mental illness out there. You know, at least with a, right. with a drunk or a drug addict, you might be able to get them in a lucid moment and convince them to get some, uh, to get some help, right? At least you have a shot to talk right. to them. But right. when you have a crazy person who's in the middle of a massive mental breakdown, in fact, they may have had so much damage to their brain, they, they can't ever function. Uh, uh, right. there, there's no mechanism for a city to take those people in. Uh, not unless they're... They are so far gone that they're considered a danger to themselves or to others. Uh, that's the standard that was laid down many years ago. And uh, that in itself is a, is a controversy and a related one, uh, that maybe we went too far in that and that uh, people who were just in need of help and unable to rationally decide whether to accept it should also uh, come within the involuntary commitment. Is it unreasonable to expect the Supreme Court with its current makeup to throw out the Court of Appeals decision? Oh, no, I think it's quite reasonable to expect it. Uh, I, I was surprised when they didn't take the Boise case a couple of years ago, but uh, but now they've taken it up, and the Ninth Circuit is out by itself. None of the other circuits have gone that way. And uh, and I think there's a, a strong chance this yeah. decision will be is reversed. It, is that right? No other, no other appeals court went along with this, because obviously the homeless situation in the West is... Far worse 
than the yes. other parts of the country, from Seattle to uh, San Francisco to Los mm -hmm. Angeles to San mm -hmm. Diego. You don't see this kind of stuff in New York and Boston and Washington. They got their problems, yeah, but mean, it's not it's this. Part because it doesn't get as cold on the California coast or in the Central Valley right. as it does in, in Boston. Uh, that's part of it. But another part is the uh, laxity of government, in part because of this ruling and in part because some of our cities are just very badly run by people who don't know what they're doing. Right. This ruling affected uh, California, Alaska, Washington, Montana, Idaho, Oregon, Nevada, Arizona, and Hawaii. Just those nine states. Correct. That's the Ninth Circuit, yes. All right. Kent Scheidegger, thank you for coming on and uh, helping You're us welcome. understand this. And he's right, the... Uh, Legal director for the Criminal Justice Legal Foundation. It is good news that the Supreme Court has accepted this uh, this pair of cases, and maybe they'll reverse these decisions, and then the cities will no longer have an excuse not to remove all the uh, vagrants, drug addicts, and crazy people that are littering uh, the public spaces. Deborah Mark is, uh, oh, coming up. Just this promo is worth tuning in. We're going to talk about the professor his wife, cooking vegan food, and two porn stars. Woohoo, that's exciting. All in one story. Wow, that's you, a tease. You'll be amused by this. I'm sure. You're listening to John Kobelt On Demand from KFI AM640. John Kobelt Show, KFI AM640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Uh, we are going to, uh, what did I say we were going to do at three o'clock? You said something about uh, vegan. That's all I oh, remember. Oh, that's coming up next. Okay. Oh, I know. <laughs> I, I just made a big mess here. Three o'clock, we're going to have uh, Katie Grimes from CaliforniaGlobe.com because in Sacramento, they have a tiny apartment project that's opening up. They spent $478,000 per unit. These tiny homes are 280 square feet, $478,000. That's the big project that the mayor's really proud of. It's hard to believe. Um, here's the story. About a professor, his wife, vegan cooking, and porn stars. Now, you know, I think that, that vegan people are a little occasionally unbalanced. Occasionally? Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a professor at the University of Wisconsin La Crosse. He's actually the chancellor. His name is Joe Gow, G-O-W. Joe Gow has a wife named Carmen, and they're vegans. And they like to make and post videos uh, spotlighting vegan recipes. Mm -hmm. Like you're in the kitchen with Joe and Carmen, and they show you how to make vegan food. What's wrong with that? Well, then they invite porn stars to appear as guests. And they help prepare the vegan recipes. Naked? Well, you know, after preparing the vegan recipes, it's followed by more explicit videos. They have a they have an OnlyFans account. So are you saying that <laughs> vegan food turns people on? Uh, apparently, uh, yes. It makes them um, very sexually mm -hmm. active. Mm -hmm. um, like they, they've got, they've got a, they show a clip from, well, the professor and his wife are tasting vegan pizza mm -hmm. after having sex with the porn star guest. 
Oh, they, oh my gosh. So they're having sex. With, oh, yeah, yeah. Did I did oh, I not make that clear? I don't think so. Oh, okay. I thought they were just guests and the porn stars were having sex with each other. I didn't know that the cooks were no, getting no. involved. The cooks and the porn stars have Got sex okay. after making the vegan well, food. Well, does this make you think anything different about vegans? I mean, you know, you like to talk about sex all the time. I'm not on the sofa with two porn stars well, we after don't know that. show. <laughs> What's going on at your house? <laughs> Not that. <laughs> uh, so Joe and Carmen, they call themselves the passionate plant-powered couple. Okay? Okay. They, got, they post videos on their account called Sexy Happy Couple. <laughs> so they start with uh, preparing the vegan recipes. Then the adult film stars come to the kitchen, and everybody makes the food. They eat the food, and then the whole group has sex together. And now he has been uh, suspended from his school. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, it didn't go over well with the <laughs> with the uh, head of the university. Um, you know, uh, she, he's upset. He goes, "I think we have people on the board that say they're for free speech, but really they aren't." I don't know how they're going to explain this. He's threatening to sue. Uh, they've put Gao on paid administrative leave. He was uh, he was going to retire as chancellor at the end of the school year and then come back as a teacher. Uh, and uh, he, the, the Gao is saying he, he's going to be filing a lawsuit. So what happens is, is after you watch the recipe with the porn stars, uh -huh. um, the account tells users to go to their OnlyFans page for explicit scenes. And then you see... And I don't know if the food's involved in those scenes. Oh, uh, oh, you—it oh. it doesn't say. Does it say what kind of vegan well, recipes? These could be multi-purpose vegetables that they use. Wow. Uh, he's also upset because uh, some—they've uh, been abandoned by some of their friends. Well, I mean, if their friends aren't into that kind of thing, uh, the I professor. Can the professor says he and his wife have spent around a hundred thousand dollars. On holidays, indulging their passions. Vegan uh, food's expensive, and then you yeah. throw that with some porn stars. I, I guess. I, I guess they have to pay the porn stars, I guess. right? Yeah, sure. They don't. Those girls don't do it for free. I mean, you can... <laughs> uh, Carmen, the wife, said that her mom was not super excited at hearing this story. The family reaction is a challenge. Um. Uh, some of the adult film stars they've had, for example, they had a, a man and a woman, Danny Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> and Mia McCulva. Um, <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> uh, they had Lauren Phillips on one day. I don't know these people. I do don't you? even know. You, you don't even know. Okay. <laughs> you haven't watched any vegan no, porn channels? No, I, I haven't. That is uh, just not my thing. Well, Lauren I watch vegan recipes without the porn. Lauren Phillips was flirting with uh, Gal and his wife, uh, telling the couple they were delicious. <laughs> that enough of this. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, John. That was riveting. And now you're going to do the news. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you bring for lunch? Uh, right now I'm eating some, uh, some chips. Chips, okay. Yeah. Uh, that's, a, that's a sexy food. Uh, they are spending 478 $478,000 per unit in Sacramento on tiny homes for vagrants. Seriously. Uh, that's And, and uh, the mayor of Sacramento, Daryl Steinberg, is very proud of this. 
Uh, we are going to talk to Katie Grimes from CaliforniaGlobe.com, who's done a story exposing all the details, the massive amount of money they have spent on these tiny homes. So Katie Grimes is next. Deborah Mark is live in the KFI 24-hour newsroom. Hey, you've been listening to the John Cobalt Show podcast. You can always hear the show live on KFI AM 640 from 1 to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday. And, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.